0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum, where you will hear about car news, car culture, and car talks. Here's your host, Cody Wagner.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. All-white BMW M3 is a unique tuning project that I think looks white. Just too white. Punchy Renault Z-O-RS may arrive before 2020, which I really hope it does, because I want to see it. F1 2017 to feature Alonso's championship-winning 2016 Renault. Now Porsche is designing computer monitors too, because overpaying for monitors is now something you'll want to do. See what happens when Aston Martin makes a soapbox racer, which of course I'll link in at my blog. McLaren looks towards an all-wheel drive future. Check out the windshield the FIA wants to install on in all F1 cars, and that's another thing you'll be able to see, and it's probably about the best design they've come up with yet. Max Verstappen tipped to replace Raikkonen at Ferrari, which I wouldn't be surprised with because he's been complaining about Renault, sorry Red Bull, for a little while now, and when I say complaining about Red Bull, I mean complaining about the reliability. 2019 BMW X5 rendering draws inspiration from all new X3, and frankly, it looks exactly like an X3, just a lot bigger. Canada's first Lamborghini Centenario Roadster delivered in Toronto. McLaren collection takes a stand in museum exhibit at the Hague or Hague or whatever. U.S. cars need to get better in order to succeed in South Korea, apparently. Aston Martin and Cosworth join Formula One engine meeting. First production Tesla model, yeah, Tesla Model 3 rolls out of Fremont factory. Interestingly, there's a Fiat called the same thing, except it has one extra E. China on track to become Cadillac's biggest market. Audi executive charged with fraud. At- for Volkswagen's diesel emissions scandal. Volga 2020 concept attempts to bring back the brand's Cold War era glory. And frankly, there is a, there's just, my gosh, there's too much, there's too much Chrome on the front end. There's too much Chrome. I just don't want it. At the very least, I don't want that much Chrome. And uh, you'll be able to see that among other things on my blog. Kid's stance is the Liberty Walk of Children's Ride on car Cartooning. <laughs> you, you guys are going to have to see this because this is hilarious. I mean, much like a real car, this will probably slow the speed down to a measly 5 miles an hour at best. I mean, you know what? This is hilarious and I'm actually glad it's a thing. Because you know what? It has been too long since someone has messed around with a Power Wheels car. Oh my gosh. Ford Fiesta ST show car... Finished in the GT Blue of the Ford G T has been offered at an auction, apparently. Many prepares for a grueling Silkway Rally twenty seventeen. Krum's old and new gather to celebrate the seventh sixtieth birthday. Frugal Hyundai end ionic ionic fevs arrive in the UK from twenty four thousand nine hundred and ninety five pounds, or roughly thirty two K. Matt Farah sample slightly modded nineteen eighty eight Mercur, it's the Ford Sierra X. R4Ti, although it's probably called the 4 tr or something else, but yeah. Mercedes-Benz posts record half-year sales. 2018 Honda Honesty is the first minivan with 4G e, sorry, with 4G LTE connectivity, which means now Android can annoy you five billion times more often about how iTunes decided to, oh wait, no, that's Apple. 2018 Genesis G90. I'm sorry, that's the best roast I've done on this podcast. Anyway, 2018 Genesis G90 gains new LED headlights and a rear seat entertainment system. Audi RS5 coupe is even faster than what the company claims. Probably because the giant V8 is gone, and the V6 over the front wheels means less understeer. Less chronic understeer whoa, whoa 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 someone someone said on that kid stance they kid stance. convincing kids that rising cars is a good thing since 2011. oh wait no, no no someone else said it's not the kids fault that their parents are afraid to put power into these things <laughs> wow just wow wow i <laughs> I'm, a, I'm at a loss for words <laughs> someone else said i'll sm- i'll smoke that in my fisher price pedal car (laughs) you fisher price fan boys always think think your pedal car is better (laughs) this is awesome just the comment section is awesome i'm just (laughs) wow i'm i'm completely at a loss for words something that doesn't happen a lot of times on this podcast actually actually i should say that again in recent succession because it it can happen, but not as soon as, well, I actually know it's been about a month or two, so never mind. BMW M2 CS said to get 402 horsepower and do 0-60 to 60 in 4.2 seconds, which I cannot wait to see that happen. Someone ordered a Koenigsegg Agera RS with white and pink carbon fiber, and you know what? That's awesome. BMW's special is the individual program for motorcycles. Honda Vessel Brilliant Style Edition spruces up Japan's best selling crossover, and if you don't know what the Vessel is, it's the HRV. Chinese court freezes 182 million from Faraday Future Backer. Audi officially enters Formula E after acquiring ABT Shale Fleur. Plug in Hybrid Bentley Bentayga is another first for the British brand. Porsche 911 GT2 RS Configurator lets you design your final Widowmaker. <laughs> wow. You know what's something, guys? I just realized this whole kid stance thing is completely fine. And I, I I hear your instant confusion, but but let me point out to you. When you first give kids your power wheels, you always have that safety setting, right? The advantage of getting them a kid stance car is that safety setting will always be on. <laughs> but but even more so than that, they can't really go that fast anyway. So you're not actually, you're well to some degree, you're not ruining the functionality of these cars, except for if you have if you have a, a driveway and a and a curb, yeah. Um, you may be you may have some troubles there. Nissan Rogue sitting on top SUV sales and crossover sales in 2017. Alpine makes wireless Apple CarPlay a reality. Sweden's Einride shows off autonomous truck teapod prototype. Aussie Turner reveals Bothers inspired supercharged Ford Mustang GT. Kia Niro outselling the Hyundai Ionic nearly three to one. Ford F-150 diesel engine to be sourced from Jaguar Land Rover, and that's not a bad idea because their engine's already been certified, and that will actually speed up the time it'll take to get it certified in the Ford. Only problem, I'm not sure it'll have the towing capacity that most truck owners would be looking for. Ram 1500 EcoDiesel reportedly goes back into production, but in small batches. France will ban the sale of petrol cars and diesel cars by 2020 because BAN, we say, they're an act of treason. For polluting our air, even when uh, even when us humans breathing in and out does exactly the same thing. How dare cars! <laughs> 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 I'm sorry, no, that was just too good an opportunity to pass up. <laughs> 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 Facelifted Ford Torino Custom is a premium party for nine. Honda launches updated Grace, aka the Fit Sedan, in Japan. Wow, Fit Sedan in Japan rhymes. Wow, just good grief. Audi is already pondering a new electric supercar. Dodge Challenger rightfully outsold the Mustang and Camaro in June. Although, with that saying, Dodge challenger surprisingly outsold the Mustang Camaro in June. One hundred and nine people arrested at illegal street racing event in L.A. Dodge prices the four hundred seventy-five horsepower twenty eighteen Durango SRT from sixty-two thousand nine hundred and ninety-five dollars before you add up all the extras and whatever. And for those of you who don't know, that's just shy of less than of two k less than a grand. Cher- excuse me, than the Grand Cherokee SRT, and that doesn't even have seven seats. And it's not as fast on a drag strip, amazingly. EU-Japan free trade agreement to end 10% import duty on Japanese cars. Mercedes C-Class facelift looks about ready for its big debut. Xenos to reveal new and improved E10 later this year. BMW and performance parts give the new 6GT a spoiler look. Daimler and Bike, B-A-I-C, to invest $735 million in Chinese battery production. China burning through fossil fuels to, bu- to build its EVs. Because nothing says saving the planet like digging a cavity in the planet's face to build a car that's supposed to save the planet even though the batteries aren't saving the planet. Ha 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 Robert Kubica says there's a good chance he can return to F1. Hyundai i-20N to battle the Ford Fiesta ST. Whether it'll be as good is anyone's guess. Land Rover mulling Halo model to tackle the Bentley Bentagia. Because a $195,000 Range Rover, or sorry, Land Rover Discovery, isn't good enough. Or even a $195,000 Range Rover isn't good enough. Geely reportedly buys flying car company Terrafugia. Oh, good grief. I'm gonna cry. Anyway guys, I hope you enjoyed this, and I will see you all after a word from our sponsors.
0: Are you uninsured or underinsured? Can't afford the high premiums of health insurance? Would you like to save money on your out-of-pocket cost for dental and medical bills? If you answered yes to any of these questions, request more information at <laughs> http://www.ownyourhealthcare.com/alternative-healthcare-solutions, or call Dr. Taffy at 303- 576-0670. Our plans are available in 42 states.
1: Hello everyone, welcome back. New 2019 Acura RDX to ditch the V6 for a 2-liter turbocharged 4-cylinder. Well, let's just hope it's powerful enough to actually move the car. Tesla's Hong Kong sales hit zero after tax breaks are slashed. Volkswagen remains confident about stock about stopping Tesla in its tracks, which, yeah, I'm not. Toyota Yaris wears its bumblebee suit for UK's new yellow edition. Polestar turns the new XC60 into the most powerful Volvo yet. Audi details all-new A8's advanced suspension system. Subaru announces limited-run black and ivory outbacks from 33545 we'll say euros which i don't know how to convert that so sorry serbian engineer trying again to get a new f1 team on the grid tesla releases video of the first production spec model 3 BMW i3 battery powers Torpedo's electric boat. Hyundai will drop the Azera from its U.S. lineup. 2018 Bentley Continental GT to be lighter, faster, and more powerful. And a car even more suiting for Mr. Benarto's needs. PSA receives final EU approval to buy Opel from GM. Just, ow. Dubai will soon add Robocops to its police force. Okay, go ahead with that. Fighter jet inspired Ford F-150 boasts 545 horsepower and wilder looks. All-new BMW X4 gets rendered and based on the 2018 X3, and this time, it actually looks like an X4. Oh, wait, no, I'm thinking of the X6. Eh, still looks like what an X4 would probably look like. Aston Martin bans Valkyrie customers from flipping their slots. Whatever that means. Nissan Leaf EV to feature most advanced parking system, or sorry, park assist yet. Jaguar E-Pace tested around the world before July 13th debut, which is just three days away. Whole new Audi A8 teaser fest continues as Audi lets journals feel the quality. Honda says an autobox was too heavy for the Civic Type R. Apollo teases otherworldly IE hypercar. Mercedes wants to sell you Lewis Hamilton's race-winning W-O- Yeah, W04 F1 car. Jaguar recalls half a billion dollars worth. x (laughs) Chase. Haha, my bad. Every Volvo model to be electrified from 2019, which is just two days, sorry, two years away. Which, honestly, that's not a lot of time to get all their models to be, you know, to get them electrified. Luxury automakers suffering from slow sales despite huge model ranges. U.S. buyers getting stuck in longer car loans than ever before. Probably because they're not checking to find print. Anyway, let's get on the jag. Of all the recall notices that cross our desks on a regular basis here at Car Scoops, which, yeah, and or here at Cody's Car Conundrum, because there's also been quite a few here as well, there are two kinds that typically catch our attention. Either the recalls for a particularly noteworthy model, rather large in scope. This is neither, really, but we're bringing it to your attention anyway, and we'll tell you why. The campaign in question affects a reported 4,926 examples of the 2010-2011 Jaguar XJ, the same model, we're sorry to say, that has been on sale since 2009, and remains so today. Apparently, those examples need new software for, for their airbag control modules, or they may not do their job in event of a crash. That's right, in the event of a crash. So what's the big deal, you ask? If an automaker recalls fewer than 5,000 examples of an aging model? Because that's more than the number of XJs that Jaguar sells in an entire year. Last year, in fact, it sold fewer than 4,000 XJs in the US alone, even fewer than the year before. In the relevant years, 2010 and 2011, it sold 4,278 and 5,235 of them here, respectively. Recalling about that many then is a pretty big deal, especially when you consider that the base price today starts at about 75,000 and tops out at over 120,000. So, based on median prices when new, we're talking about a good half a billion dollars worth of metal here, which is, to say the least, Very, very expensive. Honda and Hitachi, I got, see, I got that, I know, I can do names even when they're weird. Honda and Hitachi finalize agreement to develop EVs. Rolls-Royce to skip hybrids, will jump straight to pure electric vehicles. Mark Webber to help develop future hardcore Porsches. Lawyers claim Uber's ex-CEO knew of stolen Google files. Now, is this Google's lawyers or Uber's lawyers? Because if it's Uber's, then, well, yeah, way to jump ship. U.S. new car sales to continue to decline in June despite rising incentives. 2018 Ford Mustang, order guide Leet, just don't opt for the chrome grill, probably because it's late availability and or it's, you know, particularly expensive. BMW X2 patent image showcases the production-ready model. Landwin X7 SUV gets facelift looks less like a Range Rover Revoke, although it still does look like a Range Rover Revoke. Porsche hints at sub-7-minute 911 GT2 RS Nürburgring time. VW's French division apparently messed up delivery figures for years. All-new Audi A8 teaser surfaces, reveals profile, and some light graphics. Upcoming Porsche 911... Well, I mean, it is 911, but... Upcoming Porsche 9... 991.2 991.2 GT3 RS coming with GT2 aerobits and more power. Canadian 2018 Honda Civic Type R being sold for A2,000 with 8 kilometers on it. And if you're saying, oh well, you know, the conversion rate is probably like 32k. No, no, it's still too much for a Type R. States putting EV incentives on ICE, slapping models with new fees. Tesla upgrades the Model S and Model X. Drops the 0-60 to time by 1.2 seconds. Which may not sound like a lot, but that's quite considerable. Volkswagen Gen E concept looks like a futuristic golf, features a robot charger. 10 million BMW 5 series sold in Korea for 75 million won, which is actually a huge bargain. Ferrari 458 GT2 driver makes a mess of things at Goodwood, much like that much like that Ford uh what RS 200 did. A little while back, Hyundai testing updated i20 subcompact ch- to challenge Volkswagen's Polo. Fiat UK adds Panda City Cross with rugged looks, but only four-wheel drive, because when that poser status has to be poser status. Mercedes AMG ready insanely powerful 800 horsepower four-door GT for 2019. Also, by the way, went to Bandimere the other day. Went you know went to the rental go karting thing, and that was awesome. My lap time, 52, no, no, not 52, 58 seconds. I'd love to get it to 52 seconds, but point being, I was hauling, and also my sister went along, and I was able to lap her three times, and quite honestly, I didn't think I was lapping her fast enough, but yes, and it's a, it's very nearly a mile long track, and it's not, it's not actually that technical, it's a really, really fast track, though, because me being me, I was like, Let's go, you know, let's just go flat out, right from the get-go. You know, hot lapping mode on. And because we were the only two during our stint, like I said, very good for hot lapping. And so that's what I did. And halfway through the, the stint, uh, my hands were hurting quite badly because of how hard I was holding the wheel. My hands were just, like the bones were popping out of the skin from just how hard I was holding on. Then I locked up the brace, got a little sideways... Semi-power-slided on one of the laps, but man, that was a lot of fun. That was just... I've got to get me a go-kart and go there again. (laughs) I've got to be doing regular track days there. In a go-kart. because that place. You're only doing 40, but man. In fact, I was hitting a lot of the apexes, which is what I didn't do last time, because the last time I did it, uh, the apexes were a little bit rough. However, I hit more of the apexes this time, and that felt good. That felt really good. In fact, the quick chicane right before the V turn at the top of the track, I went flat out through there on on the later laps. Something I have never done before, and that also felt good. I was going flat out through a lot of areas, but I I I have some papers from other from other times when I went, and apparently the track record it might have changed, but it's some 50 seconds, so I'm eight seconds off the record. Next time I go, I have got to try and beat it. The, the thing about the go-karts is just I don't I'm trying to go faster but I just don't know what the limits are. I don't know how hard I can push it through a turn before it's going to let go. I don't and especially coming out of a turn when I'm trying to na- when I'm trying to get on the throttle, I don't I don't want the car to slide because I I'm not sure that the short wheelbase of the go-kart is going to allow me to save the car before it'll spin. So I'm not trying to get on the throttle prematurely and making get sideways out of the turn on corner exit. But a lot of a lot of the lap time is probably lost in me being very cowardly on on getting on the thr- getting on the throttle for corner exit. It's that V turn that's probably where I lose a lot of that time due to that because that's that's definitely the greatest test of trust on that entire track. And there's a little there's a little line in the tarback right before the turn. I was trying to break when I hit that. But I just could do it, because if you did at that time, you'd be right on it, and you'd have to brake as hard as you could, and that would and that could lead to locking the brakes up. So I just, that's the one part of the track where a speedometer would be helpful, because if I knew how fast I was going to previous laps, I could, wow, well, voice crack, I could gradually increase my speed right up until the limit. But, yeah, I I don't know what the limit is for that turn and some other turns, which, you know, closer towards the finish line during the last few turns. I don't know what the limit is for the go kart there. But yeah, that was awesome. I next time I'm gonna have to try and push the limits because I I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna go any faster than I did that time if I don't. I'll just be stuck in the same fifty eight second rut. Although I was talking to one of the guys who worked there and he was saying that getting under the one minute mark is a good is a good benchmark apparently so I am happy with that. But I have I have got to go faster next time. Oh but, you know, as I said, to be fair, I was pushing pretty hard, especially through the last turn. Because that, that's another, that's another place where trust is so important. Because it's, again, you want to get on the throttle sooner. So that your corner, your corner speed into the next turn is a lot higher. Because the go-karts don't have a lot of torque and any more torque and they spin the wheel. So you want to get on it sooner so that they're at the, they're closer to the top of the red range coming out of the turn. So that I accelerate faster to the next turn to the next fast right but it's so bumpy at that part of the track i dare not get on it too soon in fear of of making the cars of making the go-kart slide because it's just that bumpy it doesn't have it the go-karts don't have enough torque to spin yeah however if they're in the air long enough to get the wheels up to the right speed they will lose traction and that's and that's what can happen, and did happen on one lap, very briefly, and that's what I, I don't know what the limit is there, I, ju- I don't have enough trust in the tires to know just how hard I can push it, I guess it's what a lot of journalists were saying about the ACR, they they have to force themselves to believe that the car can do those speeds, and I i could not do it in some areas with with the go-kart, cause I just didn't want to spin, I just didn't want to spin it, you know, ruin my lap, and then, because I was trying to get as many laps as I could while driving, rather than spend the lap spinning and then, you know, other things aside. And so that was that was really tricky. But I wa- but I was pushing it. Well, to put it another way, I was pushing it hard enough to lap her three times. Although that wasn't really that hard because she might have been doing fifteen. I don't know. But yeah, that that was awesome. That chicane is probably the best bit. The the fastest I went on that. Enti- well, well, maybe not. Maybe the fast sweeper going into the next next left after the hill, where the three cones are that are kind of like braking markers. That that was probably another place where going flat out felt good. Although that was another place where I wasn't sure how hard the tires could go, so I was const I was constantly running wide past the apex. Although that's probably the faster line because I'm not holding the steering as tight, lowering the speed. But anyway, hope you guys enjoyed this. Now we'll see you all after a word from our sponsors. I have a special announcement to make. You can now go on Amazon.com, type in the search bar, Cody's Car Conundrum, and now you can find all of my new merch. And you can even buy a t-shirt that says, I listen to Cody's Car Conundrum. Yeah, telling people that you listen to such an awesome podcaster like me. That's not any kind of self-promotion at all. (laughs) But yes, all you have to do is go to Amazon.com, type in Cody's Car Conundrum, and then buy the shirts you want. Hello, everyone. We're back and moving on. First customer Tesla Model 3 is to be delivered July 28th. All-new super Impressive to make European debut at Frankfurt Motor Show. BMW drops first teaser for production spec, I Ain't Roadster. F1 racers all the new put to, put the speed in the Goodwood Festival. Mazda's recalling a huge portion of its cars in the US over rusty parking brakes. I get that something's rust, but that's, <laughs> that's something to rust. And speaking of that, let's get into it. 200,000 is a lot of cars to recall, but it's more for some manufacturers than it is for others. Toyota, for example, sold that many cars in the US last month alone. But for Mazda, that accounts for the majority of the 300,000 or so vehicles it sold here in all of last year. The campaign in question affects two of the manufacturer's best-selling models. The Mazda 3, its second most popular line after the CX-5, and the Mazda 6, its third most popular, covering several model years from 2014 to 2015 for the 6, and 2014 to 2016 for the 3. The problem comes down to the parking brake, which may be prone to corrosion. Water could possibly enter the brake caliper, causing the parking brake actuator shaft to corrode and possibly bind, according to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration or the NHTSA, which could lead to the vehicle rolling away unexpectedly on a slope. Not something I ever want to think about, and not something anyone in a snowy climate wants to think about anyway, because even without the rusty parking brakes, you better hope you didn't park on a sheet of ice. Though model years and calendar years don't match up precisely, for, per- for perspective's sake, the Japanese automaker sold roughly 450,000 of the models affected in the corresponding years. So the 227814 represents roughly half of all of those sold. The owners of the vehicles can expect to hear from the automaker's North American office to arrange to have their parking brakes inspected and replaced where necessary starting August 21st? That's more than a month away! Good grief! How many times do I have to say it, guys? Sometimes, because they don't always put the dates in the articles. But you're getting the dates of when, they, when they're eventually going to issue the recall. Sometimes... Within a month in advance, sometimes two months in advance. This is why, if all else, people should at least check recalls regularly. And I've caught up with last week's news. Anyway, guys, I hope you enjoyed, and I will see you all next week. Oh, wait, actually, before I go, watched GRC the other day. Kinda, oh, and yeah, Haggerty, if you're listening, sorry for not attending the race yesterday. But go karting got in the way. Uh, but thankfully, GRC was there to supplement the lack of watching racing. Even though racing on a go kart was was fulfilling enough, and Tanner Faust, there's a buddy of mine. And a few years ago, we were saying that Tanner Faust makes too many rookie mistakes, and missing the missing the Joker lane like that. That kind of brought that brought to the attention. Brought my mind to the attention of that conversation we had about a year or two ago. And so, I, mean, I get that that small box may be hard to see and or may not be the most visible at all times. But that that was kind of a shame. Uh, yeah, and Steve Arpin, he's been doing. Considering how, honestly, I don't remember him being in the spotlight as much as he has been this year. So, he's been doing a good job putting some pressure on the VWs, but as we were talking about yesterday, you know, the VWs, they're kind of, it's a lot like Mercedes and F1 last year, and it's just, its kind of boring right now, in the sense of, you know, you know someone's going to win, the, re- the action of the racing is awesome, however, the the, the tension of knowing who's going to win isn't there, because it's Volkswagen, so, that's a bit of a downer. Um, Subaru, to make a point, not the last race, but I think the second to last race race, where Steve Arpin was going wide into, a tur- was going tight into the turn, but then wide on the banking to streamline the turn, that race, on-, on turn one, we noted that the Subaru was going wide, not intentionally, but of under, but because of the cause of understeer, and watching this race, I felt pretty much exactly the same, the Subaru, because when the Subaru got caught between those two cars like it was getting sandwiched, did you see the amount of lock the wheel had, that I think Chris Atkinson was, was just trying to turn the Subaru at, that, that was insane, I think Subaru, while they've got, they've fixed their competitive, competitive problems, they're, if they can get it, if they can get their cars a little bit better, they'll be about on par with Honda, but right now, I think they're dealing with understeer issues, because when, when Chris Atkinson got sandwiched between, I think it was two Hondas, he just, it, it doesn't look like he was plowing, it doesn't look like he was understeering intentionally, like he was pushing wide intentionally, but that the car just would not turn no matter how hard he turned the wheels, and that's and it was a similar story through each start with each Subaru. They just they just kept understeering at such interesting steering angles, it was, uh, you know, weird to say the least. As long as Subaru can fix that understeering issue, they're I don't think they'll be podium quite yet. They don't have the speed of the Volkswagens. And even though the the Beetles also have maneuverability, they don't even have that, but they also don't have the maneuverability of the Fiestas, I don't feel yet. So if they can fix the understeer, understeer, they'll be on par with Honda and potentially could get a third place, depending on how a race goes. But yeah, um, a lot of the races were were good. Very tight. Or sorry, very... Well... Some of them were tense, and that move—that move that, move that Steve, Ar- Steve Arkin did on Tanner Faust, where he, you know, cut up the inside right before the finish straight on the last turn—that was brilliant. I, I was sure he was going to hit the tire barrier, but nope. Or it was either a tire barrier or one of those, one of those barrels full of water. But either way, I did not expect him to make that turn, but he nailed it. And then another beetle did the same thing a few a few races later. Although I don't think it was as spectacular. In terms of how is doing, they're... Eh, I just think they're kind of the unremarkable... They're, they're the sort of unremarkable guy on the field. They're, you know, sort of like a jack-of-all-trades and master-of-none. Their cars are fast, but I'm not so sure... Unless there's an accident, I'm not completely sure they're, they're podium-fast. Just I mean, some sure, some I've gotten on the podium, but... Or, well, what I mean is pole-fast. Pole they're not pole-position-fast, as of yet... And their drivers, they're pretty good, but, yeah. um, I think they were better this race than they were the last race, where they were, you know, a little bit less remarkable. Yeah, Subaru. Subaru, considering how they're placing, are technically even more, even less remarkable. But the difference between Subaru and Honda is that Subaru seems to be making a conscious effort to try and do better. Whereas Honda, to me, seems a little bit complacent, in or at the very least, the Civic seems a little bit complacent. Whereas the Impreza is giving a bit more effort, but you know, well, some of the races they were ultimately failing, but now they're at, they're at least finishing, which is a lot more than they could have said a little while back. But to be fair, even Volkswagen had problems with the Beetles when they first came in the sport, and now they're dominating it. So, is that is that a possibility that's open for Subaru to have? Yeah, completely. Is that something I don't think they'll grab? I think the possibility is there, but it's hard, it's hard for me to believe it right now because of, because of all the problems they've had currently. I'm just hoping that they get more teams and more, uh, more manufacturers into the sport because while Volkswagen are dominating the, the points, Ford definitely dominates the cars in the field. I mean, half the field is Fiestas. Gosh, I mean, even honda I'd be happy if even Hyundai came back with their Veloster thing with Reese Millen and dodge with their dart, or whatever they're going to do next. That'd be nice. Anyway, guys, I hope you enjoyed this, and now I'll see you next week.
0: You have just listened to Cody's Car Conundrum. Be sure to join us every Sunday. You can subscribe to Cody's YouTube channel at www.youtube.com C slash ACR. Be sure to get Cody's books on Amazon at www.amazon.com Cody dash wagner slash e slash capital b zero one nine capital k capital x 7 2 capital z 8 if you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor send an email to dr taffy 777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line be sure to follow cody here so you don't miss any episodes bye until next time